Hey everyone and welcome to the Step Over Podcast, Ottawa's grassroots soccer podcast. My name is Josh. We got a great show lined up for you. Now, since I like to call this a grassroots soccer podcast, obviously I, I love talking about Atletico Ottawa, love talking CPL, players from here are playing at the highest levels, love talking about all that. But there's a ton of great players uh, and really exciting things happening, you know, just like a little bit below that level at, you know, some of the le- the, the lower levels of the Canadian soccer pyramid. And for me, a few of the uh, most exciting things to happen in, in the last few months uh, has been uh, the advent of League One Canada, which uh, PLSQ, League One Ontario, and the new League One BC um, are going to fall under now, which is great that those uh, Division Three Canadian leagues are going to um, have kind of like a unified vision. There's going to be national championships involved, um, and there's a lot of attention as well to League One Ontario, which... Uh, in a few years, is going to be introducing promotion and relegation between three levels. Now, that's hugely exciting. And to me, I think that changes the the face of the Canadian soccer landscape just as much as the CPL did and has. And in fact, something that uh, I think may have kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Um, there's an article on justsoccer.ca about a month ago. PLSQ looks like they're also going to be pursuing promotion and relegation in the next few years. So that is really exciting stuff happening, Um, you know, and like when it comes to building soccer in Canada, this stuff is hugely important. I don't know if we'll ever see promotion and relegation at the top tier of the sport in Canada uh, in my lifetime, but regionalized at the lower levels, I think is going to be hugely beneficial to promote building infrastructure. It's going to mean so many meaningful games uh, for thousands of youth players, and it gives clubs that aren't professional yet a chance to build themselves up and and prove themselves. Now, at that level of Canadian soccer, um, Ottawa's entrant, participant, uh, is Ottawa South United. As they have for the last few years, they'll they'll be playing in the PLSQ in both the men's and women's divisions. And the head coach of the program is Peter Mappendere. Now, he actually used to be the coach of uh, the club when they were playing in League One Ontario. And uh, he rejoined the club in November 2021 and now leads both the men's and women's PLSQ sides. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get to it. Here's my chat with Peter Mappadary. So we're here with Peter Mappadary, head coach for Ottawa South United PLSQ program. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Joshua. It's uh, glad to be here. Thank you very much. And so you're the... Uh, head coach of the PLSQ program. So is that for both the men's and women's sides? For both the men and the women's side, yeah. So I'm the, the technical lead for that and the, you know, the head coach for the whole program overseeing uh, uh, the four teams that we have in that in that program, which okay. includes uh, two women's teams. Obviously, uh, one of them plays in the PSQ and the reserve side for that. Uh, we're playing in our Ottawa Cultural Soccer League uh, in the women's premier. And then the two uh, men as uh, teams, uh, you know, one the first team and then the reserve team. So I'm, uh, I'm the head coach for, for, I'm overseeing that whole program, those four programs. The question that I ask everyone first when, when they come on my show uh, is just very simply, how did you, Peter, get into soccer or football, oh, no, whichever soccer. you prefer to call it? Uh, soccer has been, uh, or football is, is what I like to call it, or soccer. But uh, you know, I got into soccer because I, can, I grew up in, I uh, was born in, in Zimbabwe. Uh, and uh, you know, grew up in a rural part of Zimbabwe. In fact, uh, where uh, we didn't have any electricity or running water. Uh, it was a small village, uh, communal. I mean, my parents were farmers, and uh, the only toys that we could get our hands on 
was a little soccer ball made out of uh, you know plastic bags and and, and newspapers. So I could remember as soon as, as soon as I could be able to walk, I'd been uh, with the ball on my feet. So that's how I got into soccer. Fantastic. And did you have like any favorite players when you were growing up, or like a favorite team? Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, growing up, our favorite team was uh, uh, was Liverpool. Uh, basically, because uh, one of our heroes uh, from Zimbabwe, Bruce Grobler, uh, was uh, was playing for Liverpool. Uh, and uh, back then, it was um, you know the most successful English club. Uh, you know, in the early eighties and uh, you know uh, late nineties, and uh, we we grew up idolizing him uh, for sure. So that was our, my 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 favorite team. Really? So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Bruce was in Ottawa for a few years. Did did you ever get the chance to meet him while while uh, he was here? Yes, in fact, uh, Bruce is one of my mentors. Uh, he's really? Been me, uh, for years, and, and you know, it's a small world because when he moved here to Ottawa, uh, he didn't know that I was here. Uh, he coached me back then uh, when I was in Zimbabwe too, as well. We had interactions. Uh, when I was doing some trials for the national for the under twenty national team, and uh, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, fifteen years later, twenty years later, uh, we met in Ottawa uh, when he was coaching. So, and that at that time, I was in Ottawa South United, and that was uh, two thousand and fourteen. I was going through my um, my UEFA levels, uh, you know, coaching badges, and he was one of the guys that uh, you know uh, put his shoulders around me, his arm around my shoulders, and. Um, he mentored me throughout uh, that uh, that whole process of obtaining my UEFA my UEFA badges. Um, you know, grateful for him. He also managed to give me access to uh, some of the uh, the stuff that they were doing at, uh, at the Ottawa Fury, and I was able to go and do some of my internship there as well. So, which was great. I mean, that's amazing. So, so you know, you grew up idolizing Bruce Grobelar, and and then uh, you know later he becomes a mentor of yours. Like, what like what was that like for you? You know, what did that oh, mean it to was you? Just, uh, it, it was unreal, right? Because you know. Uh, there was as a youngster growing up, and the first time we had Bruce Grobler, uh, we didn't have a TV, as I said. Uh, the only thing that I had was a little little radio where we were able to capture some of the some of the soccer games. Uh, even when he was coming to the national team to play, flying from uh, from England, uh, coming to play for Zimbabwe, I would listen uh, to to him play for the national team over the radio. So the only thing that we had was just you know the commentator uh, you know telling us about the game and us imagining what was happening uh, in the stadium. And, you know, so we grew up idolizing uh, somebody that uh, I'd never met, uh, you know, as a youngster. And then uh, when I started, uh, you know, playing soccer at a high level in Zimbabwe, uh, we eventually met. But of course, you know, he, he went back to England and, uh, you know, never connected up until, uh, you know, 2014 uh, when he came here to coach, uh, to coach the Fury. That's fantastic. So, you know, you mentioned that you, that you played at a high level. Um, like, where did you play and, you know, what position did you play? Oh, I played. Uh, I, I played in Zimbabwe. Obviously, coming through uh, the system where we had, uh, you know, the schoolboy soccer, uh, and uh, up to uh, where I went to for trials uh, with uh, with the Zimbabwean under twenty national team. Uh, obviously, I didn't. I didn't make it uh, for those trials. Uh, but I played also for some of the uh, the junior teams in Zimbabwe uh, that were, uh, you know, playing in the in the Premier League. Uh, you know, the Zimbabwe First Division uh, back then, and uh, so I was playing for the uh, under sixteens, under fourteens, under fifteens. Uh, all the way up to uh, under 18 and under 19s uh, when I moved uh, to to Canada. Uh, so when I moved here, I uh, played here in the local scene um, at um, in the Ottawa Carlton Soccer League, Ottawa Internationals uh, in the Premier League here. And I also played at uh, at, at Gonquin. Uh, I had a stint with, uh, for trials with the Montreal Impact. Uh, back then they were in, um, uh, not uh, really in the, in the, in the, um, in the MLS, uh, you know, they were still playing in the, in the lower leagues, obviously. Uh, but I distinct there, and then I end up uh, 
uh, you know, finishing my studies here, moved away, uh, went to play uh, in, in, in Thailand, uh, in the first division there, so coached in Thailand, played in Thailand. Um, you know, so soccer has given me uh, a, lot of, a lot of opportunities uh, to see the world for sure. So then I, go, I came back here again at the end of my, uh, my, playing, uh, my playing career and continued with, uh, with coaching and uh, while also playing in the local league, the Ottawa Cotton Soccer League, the men's premier team. Okay. So, so yeah, you, you know, you're a player and you transitioned to, to a coach. Um, like when did you decide that coaching was something that you wanted to pursue and like, what drew you to, uh, you know, to that part of the sport? Uh, you know, what really drew me is it's a funny, uh, you know, story because, uh, we had, uh, as I said, during my days here with, uh, with the Ottawa, uh, internationals, uh, you know, I was coached by a coach by, uh, uh the name of, uh, Mike Waddles. Uh, and uh, he's still here in Ottawa, and I think uh, he is one of the most uh, underrated coaches that I've ever uh, seen because really he transformed, and not, not many many people know him. Uh, you know, he grew up in Liverpool, and uh, you know he moved here. Uh, obviously, I uh, settled in Ottawa, and um, back then he was using uh, you know methodologies that not a lot of coaches in Ottawa um, were using, uh, although we were. Uh, really, I can say maybe an amateur team, uh, but really he took it to some sort of professionalism, the way he was handling his training sessions, the way uh, he was talking to players, the way he spent uh, you know, a lot of time uh, you know, planning his sessions and meticulously uh, talking to, to each and every one of the sessions, uh, like he didn't want to miss one of his sessions. Uh, and so I would say uh, what we were known of, we're not a highly skilled team, but we were known in the Ottawa scene for, for work ethic uh, and for working hard. So all the teams here uh, that were successful, they knew that if they were playing against us, uh, they'll be in for, for a Tory time. So really, uh, just the way that he was coaching the team really drew me to, uh, to... I've never told him this. Even up to this day, we're still great friends. Uh, probably when you listen to this podcast, you'll be surprised because I've said, you know what, I'm going to sit down with them and have a chat with them. But so it really uh, drew me uh, to, to, to coaching and as well as in, in Zimbabwe. Uh, you, you know, uh, my story, unfortunately, like I had, um, my parents uh, passed away when I was young. Uh, and, um, you know, soccer is something that just uh, gave me a lot where I could go in there and just express myself and forget about the outside world. So when I look at soccer, I think about something that is bigger than, than me. And also that provided me with an opportunity to, 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 um, to express myself. Uh, where I forget about all the problems. And really, uh, so one of the main reasons why I, I coach is just wanted to give back, uh, to give back to society because I've taken so much out of the game. So I would like to give back to the game too as well, to the next generation. That's really wonderful. Okay, so how long have you been associated with Ottawa South United? Well, I've been associated with Ottawa South United since I joined them in 2014 when I moved from, uh, from the Middle East, I'm moving back to Ottawa. Uh, I went to coach again in the Middle East in Kuwait. I spent some time there for three years, and then I came back to Ottawa. And uh, I joined them in 2014, uh, and up to until 2019, just before COVID. Uh, and uh, I left. I was an assistant technical director at uh, Gloucester for, for about two years. Uh, and then I went back to rejoin again uh, uh, Ottawa South United at, um, uh, in, in November last year. So I've been with them uh, for about now, I can say maybe... In, you know, uh, on and off for about, uh, you know, more than more than six years. Okay. Um, so is, 
uh, is November of last year when when you took over the PLSQ program or that's is that right. Before? Okay. That's right. When I took over the PSQ program, but I was coaching, I've been coaching uh, prior to that, I was coaching League One. Uh, so before they always moved their franchise into the PSQ. So I coached uh, a lot of young players back then in League One for two years as well. Okay. Um, so, you know, in terms of credentials, like you have your UEFA A license, uh, your England FA international coaching license. So, so you're obviously an extremely qualified coach. Um, can you tell me a bit about, you know, uh, you know, you coached previously with uh, the League One Ontario, um, uh, but in terms of uh, you returning as as coach of the PLSQ program, like what qualities did you sell yourself on, and or like what vision did you pitch to the club that that really put you on the same pages um, as them, and like enough that they said, yeah, like yeah, you're you're the coach for this job. Oh, I mean, like you know, they, 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 I've known uh, the club obviously and the club hierarchy for some time, and. Um... Uh, you know, what um, really uh, made this happen is that, uh, you know, I see myself as when, you know, when we're coaching, obviously you have all these levels, all these qualifications, obviously, uh, which is great, uh, you know, my year for A, and I'm also on, I'm just completing my Canadian A uh, right now. Um, okay. And, and uh, it's really uh, more of, uh, for me, my philosophy is that, you know, we don't coach players, uh, you know, we coach, uh, we coach, uh, you know, we coach people. Right. So you have to 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 be able to know, uh, you know, the players uh, and so that you can have, uh, you know, a shared vision together uh, that you can work towards, uh, you know, one objective and one goal. And I, I take a leaf out of, uh, you know, I, a lot of people that have research that has been done in terms of transformational coaching. Uh, really, uh, I want uh, the team uh, to have an input in everything that I do. Uh, I don't pretend that I know everything, uh, obviously. Um, I want to also learn from them as much as they want to learn from me. I also want to learn from them in terms of, you know, what drives them, what, some of the, what are some of the things that they would like to see. Uh, so that's some of the, the, the vision that I uh, kind of painted to the, to the club. Uh, and also uh, I see it as a project uh, because when you're coaching at that level, it's not, um, you, you know, I have a long-term vision. Uh, you know, it's not one year. Yeah, it's a long-term vision where you have to groom players, where you have to, uh, you know, to, to, to make sure that players can adapt to the way that you are playing. Uh, and you have to, to go around and talk to players, especially we have uh, some alumni uh, on the girls' side uh, that uh, play in different universities. Uh, some of them are playing in Division One school. Some of them are playing uh, here in, in, in Canada. So, so my plan, what I pitched the club was that, you know, I'd like to, uh, to go back and reach out to some of these alumni and really develop a relationship with them and really be able to, to, to you know, uh, to tell them that you have a home to come and play, uh, especially in the summer, uh, and be able to manage them throughout that journey. Uh, also knowing that, yes, uh, our primary objective is for us to do well in PSQ, and also um, helping them as well to prepare for the upcoming season in the university league, wherever they may want to go. I have players that are, are heading to, uh, you know, uh, to Memphis uh, for the first time. I have players heading to, to, to L.A., that are going to be playing in, in, you know, in Division One school. So, you know, it's trying also to prepare them and giving them the experience of playing at a semi-professional level. So that was my, my, my pitch to the club that I said, you know, uh, I don't want to do this for one year. If it's going to be for one year, that's not for me uh, because I want to build uh, a long-term project. Fantastic. So um, a little bit about, about the league, um, you know, for people who, uh, who don't know. Uh, so the PLSQ, La Première Ligue de Soccer du Québec, uh, that's my best French accent. 
Um, it's very high level soccer. It's uh, equal level to League One Ontario and the new League One BC in the Canadian soccer pyramid. So current Atletico Ottawa players, Zachary Roy and Zakaria Bau, uh, have come out of the league. Um, and last year, both Miles Cornwall and JD Mercure were assigned to contracts uh, with Atletico out of OSU. So lots of high quality players. Um, and, uh, and now it's under the umbrella of League One Canada. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, you know, just quickly about, about the new League One Canada, um, you know, because you probably have a better behind the scenes look than, you know, the we do. Just quickly get your thoughts on, on that development in Canadian soccer and, uh, and like if there have already been any tangible changes you've seen or any changes that you maybe foresee for the league. Oh, I, I think uh, this is an exciting time. Uh, for, 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 for the game in Canada, for soccer in, in general. Uh, obviously, we've seen the growth of, 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 uh, of soccer in Canada over the last few years. Uh, you know, the women's team uh, winning the Olympic gold. Uh, obviously, the men's program, uh, you know, uh, achieving fantastic results, uh, you know, qualifying for the World Cup uh, for the first time in, like, I know, 33 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I think uh, the Canadian, um, uh, you know, soccer business, uh, you know, uh, that runs the CPL, uh, the League One, I think they have, um, you know, put, uh, you know, a great foundation uh, for this sport to thrive here in Canada. Um, you know, with the new developments of, you know, amalgamating those three legs, right? League One Ontario, uh, the PSQ, and then League One BC. I think this is a great step for 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 any uh, young players uh, that wants to 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 uh, you know to fulfill their potential. Uh, and and I think um, it's, it's it's only a matter of time. Uh, again, uh, you know, before we see, uh, you know, producing, uh, you know, talent at the quality of, of um, you know, Jonathan David and you know, Alfonso Davis, uh, because, you know, the platform is now there. Uh, and I, I think uh, this will be, you know, amalgamating these three leagues is a really, really great step. Uh, we have already seen uh, there are talks already in the women's program uh, for PSQ that, uh, you know, uh, the winner of, of the PSQ uh, and the winner of League One Ontario and the winner of BC, they're going to be playing in some sort of a national, uh, you know, playoff uh, with the winner crowned, uh, you know, at the national champion. Yeah. So that on its own, it's already a great step uh, towards, you know, amalgamating some of these leagues and seeing tangible result. And I've, I've, I've said this to to, um, uh, to a lot of players that I'm currently coaching PSQ saying, you know, uh, I would like to be to be young again. I'd like to be at this level <laughs> again. I'm, 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 I'm actually jealous that because when we were here in Ottawa, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, we didn't have that platform. The best, uh, you know, platform that we had to express ourselves or the best, uh, you know, facility that we have was Muniz Bay, right? That was, <laughs> wow, that was it, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, you know, there's this, uh, you know, the pathway is now there uh, from college level all the way getting recruited into this, into the CPL. Um, like, so uh, when you look at the, uh, our squad right now, uh, the main reason why, I have recruited a lot of young players. We're going to be have, uh, especially the men's side, the youngest, um, you know, a team in the PSQ is to try to give them that opportunity because I know for sure I've coached League One. League One has produced League One Ontario a lot of talented players. We're talking about, uh, you know, Buchanan. He was playing there uh, not long ago. Uh, you know, so all these players came from League One. So I think if we can provide the same platform also for our young players here in Ottawa, uh, I think it'll go a long way. We did that. Exactly, I did exactly that in 2017, 2018. I had a squad of young players, average age, 18 years. We're talking about Tony McCall, uh, who has gone on and played at CPL level. I gave him his debut for, 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 uh, for, for League One uh, in 2017. 
I think it was exactly four years ago uh, this week, this weekend, when I, we gave him that, that debut. We're talking about uh, players like Dario Conte that have um, done well at university level, at Carlton, uh, Ricky Comba, uh, so or Miles Cornwell. Uh, all those players that have gone, some of them, to play at a professional levels, we gave them their debut in, in League One as youngsters. So I'm using the same philosophy, uh, you know, with this development of these three leagues coming under one umbrella, I think it's, it's, it has to be uh, something that we have to be proud of uh, as, uh, as Canadians uh, and also to be proud of as, as custodians of the game because the game is, is heading towards the right direction. Um, that actually leads really well into one of my questions, which, uh, which was going to be about the roster because, um, you know, the PLSQ is a league that sees, you know, lots of players at different stages in their careers. Like, you know, there are lots of young players, um, but there's also kind of like, players who are in the middle of their careers looking to continue it and maybe get more eyes uh, to, and to kind of rise um, up to higher levels. Um, and also, you know, some older players, like, uh, you know, I saw that uh, former Montreal Impact player and uh, got a few caps with, with the Canadian national team, Wander Lefebvre, uh, was, was playing last season for FC Laval. Um, so, yeah, do you see the OSU roster as, as um, like, as both rosters, really, the men's and women's, as uh, being much more on the younger side or are there any players who are maybe in their in their mid to late 20s maybe yeah i i mean when i when i look at the roster right now on the on the on the uh the men's side uh it's a very young roster i think we have an average average age of uh, roughly around 19 years old uh okay. which is very young uh compared to other to, to other psq teams uh we, we have a mixture of uh you know a lot of our players uh, that were playing at, at uh, opda level uh 2004 players uh, that are now I'm going to be giving their first experience in, in PSQ uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, we have attracted also a lot of talent across, uh, across the river uh, from, uh, you know, from Quebec. Uh, you know, their successful program, uh, Gatineau FC, uh, their 2004 boys, they were the, national, they were the provincial champions uh, last year. So we've managed to attract about, uh, you know, four or five players, uh, top players from there, the young players. Um, you know, uh, so it's going to be very, very competitive. Uh, with a lot of young players uh, we have players that we're playing um uh, in fact that are playing for the quebec provincial team uh the 2004 so u18 provincial players the same thing is uh, for ottawa too as well uh our, some of our, our players i you know alex thomas uh was who has been playing for the ontario provincial team this past weekend uh in fact they went uh you know against each other with um with adam gorani who's playing for me as well but he's from quebec so they were playing against each other uh, oh, cool. was, uh, yeah, which was really a cool experience for both of them. Uh, you know, this weekend there'll be uh, teammates. Uh, so we have a lot of talented, talented players there. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, older, uh, older players uh, that are coming, um, that are coming through as well. We have, we have signed um, Abdullah Juma, uh, who is a really, really great, great midfielder, a little bit on the older side. Um, you know, he had, uh, you know, uh, some uh, stint in 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 uh, in, uh, in Levante, uh, in this in in, in Spain, you uh, at the U18 level. Uh, you played at uh, USL level two as well. You have played at some of the MLS academies here at the youth level. So, you know, so we, we have attracted some of the, uh, you know, the talent, good talent that we have here in the region and mix them with some of the older players too as well. So we have players that are that are 25, uh, that are 23. And uh, we have also some of our alumni uh, coming back from, um, that have come back from university. So really the roster is, is a mixture of um, a lot of young players with about maybe three or four players that are older that are going to be putting uh, through the spine of the team uh, to make sure that they can guide uh, you know these youngsters uh, throughout the season. On the women's side, uh, I would say 
I, I think we are as good as, as anybody. Uh, obviously, um, you know, there's always a challenge of, um, as you know, most of them are played university level. You get these players pretty late coming back from university. We started to get them last week, this week. So you don't have uh, a lot of time in terms of preparation for preseason. But we have, uh, you know, a talent of youngsters again uh, from 2004 level. We have uh, one of our, our players, I you know, Zoe May. Uh, she plays for, uh, you know, Team Ontario. Uh, you know, she's going to be going to Memphis, uh, Division One school. Uh, we have Claire Ray, uh, you know, the youngest player to ever play in League One. Uh, you know, they actually changed the rules for her, uh, you know, at 15 years old. So really? She has, yeah. So she's been playing at League One level in Ontario when she was 15. They, uh, you know, she's at 2004 uh, and uh, she's been playing. She played at, P- at, at League One level. She played at PSQ level and she hasn't even turned 18. So, you know, we have, uh, we, you know, started playing at, at League One level when she was, you know, 15. And uh, now, uh, you know, she's not even 18 and she's going to be leading uh, that squad as well. Uh, we have, um, uh, you know, Myers, Maya Smith, uh, you know, center back at, at Ottawa U, one of the most successful programs uh, in, 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 you know, in Canada, uh, you know, or even in the world. They, they, are the world. they were the world champions in 20, I think it was 2018, right? Yeah. Um, yeah we have also uh, Evelyn Arsenal coming back from Div 1 school in, 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 uh, in the States. Uh, she was invited to the under 20 Canadian national team camp. Um, so we, we, we have, uh, you know, I'm excited about that program uh, because I think we've recruited a lot of, um, of our alumni coming back. And it's a matter of us now working hard with them to ensure that, you know, uh, we, can, we, can, we can achieve the objectives that we have set for them. Uh, you know, we have good, uh, you know, about three goalkeepers that are playing at university level here at Carlton. Uh, you know, some of them playing at Bishop, some of them playing in uh, in Alberta. So we have attra- we have attracted talent across uh, across the country in terms of from the university level. So uh, you know, I think we'll be competitive. And again, uh, it's a mixture. It's going to be a mixture of some of our 2004 players that have graduated from OPDL level. We want to make sure that the platform is provided for them, and there is a pathway for them where when they reach, uh, you know, 17 years old. You know, one of the things what the reason why I want to coach. Uh, why I coach at, at this level, at the semi-professional level. It's unfortunate that, uh, you know, here our mindset is that as soon as somebody uh, reaches uh, the age of uh, the age of 17, they might be gone through the OPD level or, you know, as soon as they turn 17, we say they don't have anywhere to play. For me, I always think that's the golden age. That's the crucial time because they're just really starting to take real watch, really senior, that transition between you know, uh, you know, youth football into that senior. It's a very crucial component for me. So that's why I said I want to take over this job because I know that, you know, you can really make a really positive impact. This is the time when these kids, imagine some of them have been playing throughout the programs since they are eight years old. And then all of a sudden now at 17, they don't have anything else to do. They don't have an outlet. So yeah. really, can we keep them in the game? Because I believe really the game itself, it's a lifelong commitment. The game never leaves you. The game always stays with you. Like, you know, it's, I, I believe the game always stays with you. So if you can encourage these kids to, to be the best they can be at whatever level. I'm not saying every player is going to go and play at a semi-professional level, at PSQ level, at League One level. But there's so many leagues that they can fit in. So if us as custodians of the game, if we can uphold those values and guide them as they transit into senior football. 
So that's why I want to try to to give this these um, these youth players a taste of what it's like uh, to play at, at that uh, at that senior level as well. So because they're gonna be the league is gonna be competitive. You know, we know CF Montreal under twenty three is now joined. Uh, you know, a PLSQ. So really, for them to be able to go in there and compete against an MLS team, right? Uh, yeah. Which is really really a neat experience for them. In fact, we are playing a CF Montreal next week here in Ottawa. So it's going to be really, really exciting for the young players to be able to go in there and express themselves and also to be seen. That's the whole, that's the whole point. You know, if you do well, uh, you know, the pathway is there for you. And, and for me, I look at it. If I am here, uh, you know, two years from now, a year from now, three years from now, and I still have the same, same roster that I had today, uh, I don't think I've done my job well. My job is to make sure that some of these players, not everybody, we can pass them along. Maybe hopefully some of them can go into this play in the CPL. Hopefully maybe some of them might uh, show well they can be picked up by some of these MLS academies. And that's how I want to be measured. Yes, I'd like to win a trophy. Yes, I'd like to finish first. But if I can be measured by, uh, you know, helping these players to move on to that next level uh, as a club, I think will be it will be fantastic for us. And we've done that uh, as a club, uh, you know, on our youth level, we lose players a lot to the uh, national team, the national programs, to the provincial programs every year. And that's, uh, that's, that's the philosophy of the club. And I would like to support that. Fantastic. You mentioned a few players that you highlighted on, on uh, you know, both teams. Um, I wanted to know for the 2022 season, um, who are some players like on both rosters that you expect to lean on this year uh, in terms of leadership? You know, uh, I think for me, in terms of uh, for, from the girls side, um, you know, the women's team, I think we have, uh, as I said, uh, you know, the players such as Maya Smith, uh, you know, experience at, at, uh, at, at that level and experience at university level, uh, leader at the back, uh, expecting players like Evelyn Arsenal coming back from a Div 1 school, uh, having tested that experience uh, to be uh, caught into camp for the under 20. Uh, so I'm looking to, for her to, to, to lead the group. Um, I'm looking at uh, Claire Ray. Uh, I know she's, she's young, uh, but I'm looking at her too, but she has lots of experience. Uh, to lead uh, some of those uh, those players as well. So that's that, those are the, the I can say the key players that I'm I'm looking at uh, to, to for for the leadership on the on the on the um, on the men's side. Uh, you know, as funny as my sounds, I have a lot of young players, uh, but that are very mature. Uh, you know, we have um, you know 2004 player Liam Penta, who is one of the, I can say one of the best midfielders uh, in, in 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 Ontario uh, 2004. So I'm looking for him to lead uh, that midfield unit. Um, uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, you know the signing of Dalla Juma. Uh, he brings a presence uh, to the sessions, uh, and I think um, uh, you know I'm looking for his leadership and his experience also to carry uh, over uh, to this group as well, and for him to provide us that guidance that we need uh, on on the pitch. Uh, you know, for sure, he'll be he'll be he'll be the, the guy to go to. So those are the the players that I'm looking at, and uh, uh, you know Alex Toma uh, at the back is a 2004, and again. Uh, he has his experience in terms of, uh, you know, the level of, of, of football he has played, the level of soccer that he's played, he's played at a provincial level. So looking to, to lean on him and, and to lead some of these youngsters uh, and, 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 and um, you know, lead them to the next step, the next level. So those are the players that I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to see, uh, you know, expressing themselves at, at this stage uh, for sure uh, going forward. Awesome. All right, Peter, uh, that's been fantastic. I just have one more question for you. Um, so if anyone wants to, come out and, you know, see an OSU game, uh, you know, it, like, is that possible? Is that something that, uh, you know, they can, they can come out and do? 
of course, you can come out and do. Like, I mean, the schedule for the PSQ is uh, on the PSQ website. Uh, so anybody can give Google PLSQ. Uh, and you can see our, all our South United, both the women's and the, the, the men's teams are there. They can come and see. In fact, this weekend, uh, the women's team are at Queen's Point uh, in, in, in Bar Heaven, which is a great location. Uh, you know, to uh, next to the Minto Center, there's uh, if we, you know, both for the for the elderly and and the youngsters too as well. <laughs> if, if parents have kids, uh, there's a park there where the kids can play and also enjoy the game. Uh, you, you know, it's a kickoff. It's at five o'clock uh, for that game, and uh, we are back again next weekend where we're going to be hosting, uh, you know, CF Montreal. So it doesn't get any closer. And these huge. games are these games are huge. These games are free. Uh, so I'm rallying the community to come and and support. Uh, uh, the local players and 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 watch some some of uh, you know you know the best uh, youth uh, you, you know uh, semi pro uh, football that we have in in, in town uh, for sure and you you spoke about um uh, about Jaden McHugh be playing at 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 um, at Atletico he's back with us again he's gonna be in the roster so fantastic know, come and, so come and see some of these players uh, in person come and ask us questions uh, you know we like to hear from our community and we're here to support the community as well. That was our chat with Peter Mappendere. We want to thank him for joining. Um, both the men's and women's sides begin their 2022 PLSQ campaigns on May 7th. The men will be away at CS Saint Laurent for an, for an evening match. Call? That's a microphone. What is it for? It's for recording a podcast. I have my daughter here. The first home game will be on the 14th at Quinn's Point Field in Barhaven against uh, CF Montreal U23 squad, which is new to the PLSQ men's division this season. Uh, the OSU women have a two-game homestand to start their season. Uh, May 7th, they take on CS Saint-Hubert, and May 14th, they take on CS Montréal Outremont. Both those games will uh, also be at Quinn's Point, although later on uh, in the season, both the men's and women's sides will be splitting their home games between Quinn's Point and Ridgecraft Rec Complex in Canada. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you can spare a moment, please like, subscribe, leave a comment if that's an option. I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you.